0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Deep Dig Sports Pod. I'm your host, Drew, my other host, right here next to me. What's up? It's D. Good to see you again. Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff today. We're going to be touching base on Brock Purdy, the backup quarterback market. We're going to be touching base on uh some, you know, a little bit of transactions happening within the 49ers, what they should do moving forward. We're actually going to be touching base on Derek Carr. So there's a whole bunch of stuff before we get into that. Just go ahead and hit that like button. We know you want to. And let's just dig right into it because we are trying to get a lot of information in this
1: pod. We're going to start with Brock Purdy had to postpone his surgery.
0: What, What did you hear about that? Yeah. Uh, so he had went in. They said that uh, there was actually too much swelling, that it would be better for them to actually postpone it. So he's going to be meeting with the uh, the doctor again. I believe it's the team doctor for the uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, again, I believe it's next week. So uh, the week of the second week of March. So that's all we have as far as that. I'm not sure why the swell I'm not a doctor I'm going to call it a dropout so I'm not sure why the swelling hasn't gone down by now but hopefully by the time he meets with doctors they should be ready to rip and roll but that does take it very even if it is a super successful surgery like they come in they cut in they're like hey it's not full but we don't need to do full blown tommy john we could just do the uh you know the brace everything's going to be fine that's still going to take it very very close to the start of the season so what are your thoughts on that well i saw a
1: report that said that this actually doesn't change the timeline it doesn't push his um start date back because the swelling it's just like well we're going to put it off a week so the swelling looks better so it actually will help the surgery do go faster and the healing process because they're not going to force their way in with inflammation and swelling. So it could potentially be the same timeline, maybe a little bit better when they have a better view of what's going on in there. But I mean, who knows what the real timeline is going to be. As far as we're concerned with the team, it's Trey Lance's it's his team until Brock is healthy. But I think everyone, I see a lot of Trey Lance fans on Twitter. They think it's going to be his team, his opportunity to take over 49ers players are saying it's Brock Purdy's team. The staff and the coaching uh, staff in there, everyone's kind of saying it's Brock's team uh, to lose. So unless Trey Lance is amazing in preseason and he doesn't get outcompeted by a veteran backup, then when Brock is healthy, it's his team again.
0: Yeah. And so I think, again, who knows what if they cut in there and it is full blown Tommy John, then it really is going to be Trey's opportunity to take the starting role. And whatever he had, he better be prepared. He better be ready to rip and roll. He has to look good. I mean, Brock Purdy in his time at QB actually had them performing super efficiently. They were scoring more touchdowns. They had less turnovers. There was more yards. It was more of the Shanahan playbook. So we'll see if Trey Lance could actually carry that over. Let's see if Kyle Shanahan could actually carry that over or if he goes to you know, a veteran quarterback, I think that's going to be very, very telling as far as what they think of Trey Lance is the moves they make in this offseason.
1: Yeah. And do you think that the 49ers are going to stick with Trey Lance and maybe draft a rookie quarterback in like the later rounds? Or do you think they're going to bring in
0: a veteran for sure? So I know for a fact they are, they're going to have to draft a quarterback. They just have too many picks to not just roll the dice on somebody that they actually really like. So why not? You need, cheap, you need cheap labor, that's cheap labor. So that's what the draft is for. And you always need a practice squad quarterback or
1: like just someone to run that scout team. So it's drafting a quarterback wouldn't be like a, oh my God,
0: you, they want to replace Trans. It's like, well, we need to fill the roster still, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you do need a backup quarterback. Who's going to just... For the sheer like numbers of it, Trey Lance is not going to be throwing every single pass. He can't do it for the first team, for the second team, and for the scout team. So you're going to need another arm in there regardless. So why not just take a flyer on a guy and draft one in the fifth, sixth, or even seventh round? But what's
1: going to be really telling is what type of veteran they sign. If they sign a guy who's like there to compete for the starting job, or if they sign a guy that comes in and is like, it's Trey's team for now. I- I'm just here to help him get better. So right now, the backup quarterback market, we have Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke, Cooper Rush, Garner Minshew, Case Keenum, Andy Dolan, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield,
0: and Carson Wentz. Any of those names jump out to you? So the ones that would be red flags for me as far as like the 49ers getting them and what what they think about Trey Lance or Heineke, it's Carson Wentz. And surprisingly, I would go ahead and say like a Baker Mayfield. I don't think they will go Baker Mayfield. I think that's just a red flag in general. But Baker Mayfield um, would be like a red flag for me.
1: You're saying a red flag as in they don't trust
0: Trey Lance? Yeah. like Because like, why would you get a guy of who is kind of this semi-starter caliber? Like, okay, if we take a flyer, we catch lightning in a bottle, we could have that guy. Again, uh, Mariota would be another one too. But What you're looking for, I think, if you are solidified with Trey Lance being a guy, not even the guy, just a guy to get you through some games, it would be a, like, not a career backup, but a guy who is a backup and has been for a long time. So, a Teddy Bridgewater would be nice. A Jacoby Brissett would be nice. Cooper Uh, Rush. Cooper Rush. Josh Dobbs would be fucking awesome. So, a guy like that, who is, you know what I mean? Totally, completely fine being the backup. Hey, I don't need to play here. If you if you do need me, I'm fine to do a game. I'm fine to do two games, but I'm not going to be the guy. If you get a Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke wants to be the guy. Gardner Minshew wants to be the guy. So if you have that, again, the kind of younger veteran who really hasn't had their shot to be the guy, that would kind of you know put up some red flags for me for Trey Lance. To me, I think... Taylor Heineke and Gardner
1: Minshew should be the guys we call first, because I think they can start in the NFL and they can put together a good four or five weeks in the beginning of the season. And if Trey Lance can't carry the team, and if uh, Brock Purdy's hurt in the beginning, I think Taylor Heineke would be amazing backup. I think he would be a solid starter, um, but he would be pushing for that job. And like, who's to say it wouldn't help push Trey Lance? Like, why are we gonna bubble wrap him and say uh, your job is safe? You know, after we haven't seen it that you can produce on the field in the regular season consistently, like Taylor Heineke should have took that team in playoffs last year if they didn't fuck around with Car- Carson Wentz and Niners fans. I already saw edits of Carson Wentz in Niners jerseys on oh Twitter poorly, poorly edited. Every free agent is not coming to the 49ers. Like every time there's a free agent, it's like someone comments, 49ers. Like, stop. Every free agent we shouldn't be going for, like, especially a Carson
0: Wentz. I think me and you have differing opinions on that. So, well, I think those I'm coming aren't from, the guys that I'm coming should.
1: from the angle of, I want who's going to give us the best chance to win, and I'm not 100% sure Trey Lance would be better than a Garner Minshew or a Baker Mayfield for a short amount of time. Not saying long-term. Like, Trey Lance, I think if he performs well and learns over the season could become like a starter but as of right now like what I saw at a Taylor Heineke and like Baker Mayfield even at the end of the season they can lead a team
0: to a couple wins and that's all we need him for until Brock's healthy yeah but I think again this guy has already had that guy in his locker room with Jimmy G and now Brock Purdy where the rest of the guys look at it and is like hey this guy you know isn't really making the throws. He's not really like, yeah, he's a good guy, but he's not really the leader in this locker room. Let's go for a Jimmy because he's making all the throws that we know we can eat. And this is a win now team. Let's go with a Brock Purdy because again, he can make all the throws and you know, we're seeing success. So I kind of I do see where you're going. Like, why not like get a Gardner or get uh Baker or get a uh Taylor Heineke who is actually gonna push to be the starter? but why not get a just a solid veteran backup someone who's fine being the backup in a teddy b a uh jacoby Brissett, just someone who is a professional and can show trey lance and both brock purdy how to actually get the job done you know what i mean but let's say like they do
1: bring in like an andy dalton or something what what if they bring in a cooper rush or andy dalton and they look better than trey lance in training camp what do you do then because then you said well, we brought in someone who is going to be cool being the backup
0: and we don't want him to be our starter, but he he's looking pretty good in camp. I think you got to say, fuck it. And you got to, you got to have to play Trey Lance regardless. I think even then, even if it's for three games, like we know the 49ers can come back on the season from a deficit. Let's just roll with that. But we have to see what Trey Lance looks like. If Brock Purdy is not healthy because we cannot have, just that question mark going on for you know the next two years. You can't have a Jordan Love situation. Well, even then, like they're ready to move on from Rogers. They're ready to actually commit to Jordan Love. 49ers are not going to do that with Trey Lance. They're just not. Like I mean, they point, were they were last year at the beginning of the year, but then that fucking flew out the window so fast. Yeah. Once Jimmy G signed, like resigned his deal and cut some dollars back and was like, yeah, you know what? I'm fine with it. But that's a whole nother discussion. But
1: go ahead and let us know in the comments, who do you think the 49ers should sign at quarterback, if anyone? And do you think Trey Lance should be the starter going forward? So we have a couple of re-signings for the 49ers. Jawan Jennings is coming back next year.
0: Clap it up. That's our
1: guy. That's our guy. He's so good. He won us a lot of money last season. Make sure you subscribe because we do the diamond pick of the week, the best 49ers bets every week of the season um uh, Tabor Pepper coming back I think he signed a three-year deal yep the highest guaranteed money for a long snapper and huge fan favorite yep. really everyone was pretty hyped for that resigning re-signing on Twitter a guy that's not coming back who I mean I don't think anyone's surprised about this or shouldn't be surprised uh Mike McGlinchy is not coming back so what what
0: stands out on these moves so far So I think it is just solid. Like you re-signed Juwan Jennings. That's a guy who I think he is solidified as the wide receiver three, especially if it is going to be Brock Purdy moving forward. We know that guys like him, guys like Jimmy G, they really love his ability to not, not only get dirty and block, but, also he takes it down the field like you uh, he opens up the field because he's able to get those jump balls he's able to go over the middle and will fight for yards he was really big on third downs so in the red zone he's awesome like so he really does play a different role than the rest of these receivers on the roster so I I love his game dude Uh, so that one's like the big one for me what about you I mean yeah obviously I love Jawan Jennings but I'm
1: not sad to see Mike McGinchy, uh go somewhere else, go get a bag. I uh, hope, hope you improve your pass blocking somewhere else. I'm not really concerned on who's replacing him. I think we have some, a couple younger guys on the roster and who knows, I think we should just take like a bunch of swings in this draft. Who, who knows who's going to hit, who's going to turn into a Spencer uh, Bureford for a right tackle this year. You know, we draft uh, maybe two or three tackles, sign some undrafted guys, and just see who works out. And even signing some veterans uh, in camp, seeing what we can replace. Because I'm just tired of every week everyone complaining about McGlinchey, and now he's finally gone. We're not going to be able to afford him anyways, if we, even if we wanted him back. um, And special teams, we better be solid for the next three years. with That money we're giving up, which we have been. So I think it, all good moves.
0: Uh, Mike McClinchy, like, bro, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm tired of it already. Like, again, I'm with you. Let's take a bunch of swings in this draft. Let's really like if other teams can find, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round starters on the O-line, why can't the 49ers? Let's just go ahead and do that already. Like, let's just figure it out. I, we don't want to overpay for this guy who has been so, so at best, like, let's just just move forward just take your l move forward and uh let's go let's move
1: to the defensive side of the ball because a lot of talk going on about this secondary for the 49ers next season we know Tashawn Gitson stepped up he played amazing at safety i think he was one of the top safeties in the league if you look at the pff rankings and just watch his play um jimmy ward has been it's, it, I'm torn about the fan reaction about this because during the season, didn't you see on Twitter every fan bashing Jimmy Ward and kind of like complaining about him? And then in the playoffs, it was, okay, Jimmy's looking better. Jim, we should bring back Jimmy Ward. And then it was like, okay, we don't want Jimmy Ward back because he's posting on Instagram and talking shit. And now it's, we should sign back Jimmy Ward. So I don't know what...
0: The fan base is really thinking on Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward, he had his opportunity to play nickel. He did, you know, fairly well, decent, but Tashawn Gibson took that spot. He earned he earned that starting spot. And when Jimmy Ward did go back to ask for it, Kyle was like, Well, okay, well, do you want to ride the bench? Do you want to play special teams? Cause like I don't want to see you do that. I'd rather see you on the field actually making plays, and then you can go get your bag somewhere else. And he even said it after like the game, the Eagles game. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm Jimmy Ward. I'm good at uh, nickel and I'm good at safety. So I'm sure he is going to move forward and he is going to. Good for him. He is going to go make a bag. I've I've said that for the longest time now, and and we're happy for him. But yeah, but it doesn't not make sense to bring him back here, especially with the amount of money that we're going to dish out. So it, it just doesn't make sense. Nick Bosa has to get paid. Brandon Ayuk has to get paid. Uh, eventually we're going to have to figure out the quarterback situation if, you know, we're going to decide to, you know, get that fifth-year option from Trey Lance like which I don't I don't know about that, but
1: I think if just if you're a fan on Twitter saying that we should re-sign Jimmy Ward, like what are we doing? I think the price point isn't going to be add up to what the 49ers are willing to give him compared to another team and it's like okay say this was a quarterback position say you had a starting quarterback for a couple years and he was getting you by He was pretty solid and then you had a quarterback come in and he played like a geno smith season why would you say well give me the other guy that got benched and i'm I'm gonna sign him for more money and he's gonna be my starter next season instead of the guy that came in for cheaper and played better yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me why you would want Jimmy Ward over to Sean Gibson. It's going to be cheaper. He played better. He was the starter. Why would you want to sign the backup over the starter? Does it make sense to you? No, and even then, I don't give a fuck. Like, just again, again draft a bunch of guys this year. Fuck it. And, Hit, and like three are talking to a lot of safeties in this draft so far. So they probably are looking to bolster up that position because even if Sean Gibson comes back for a year, he's
0: probably he's probably his last year. He almost retired this season. Yeah, I mean, he is an older veteran player. Um, He did have a resurgence with the San Francisco 49ers this past year. But moving forward, who's to say, like, maybe his game falls off a cliff? I have no idea. But, yeah, you always need that, you know, security blanket. You always need that backup plan. And that's what we had last year with, you know, Jimmy Ward being number one and Tashawn Gibson being number two. And the backup plan worked. Guess what? It ended up being great. So, you know, let's do the same approach. Let's sign him to a very, very cheap deal, which you know he's going to get less than Jimmy Ward is. I guarantee you that. And then let's draft a guy. What's Kwaski Tart doing around these times?
1: I don't know. Same thing as me and you just watching. (laughs) Um, Nick Bosa went on a show. I don't – did you know what show? I think it was Richard Sherman's. Uh, Yeah, it was Richard Sherman's podcast. He let it slip that he said Emmanuel Mosley is going to be back next season. I don't know if he's just thinking like, Emmanuel Mosley is going to be back because he's going to be healthy, or if he's like just let it slip that he knows Emmanuel Mosley is going to be re-signed and with the team. But to me, it makes sense that they would bring back Mosley because he was on a contract year, he got injured, he was set up to get a big payday, and now it's kind of like, well, let me regroup, stay for a season, have a better season next year, and then get paid.
0: So, what did you think about that? Yeah, I, I kind of thought that was what was going to be the case, anyways moving forward it sucks that he got injured on a contract year i think he is going to take a one year prove it deal ball out and then move forward and get a bag somewhere else i actually so between you know the texans and the dolphins i'm surprised i would be surprised if we don't see some traction or them at least talk to him um so that's going to be interesting to watch but I think, you know, more than likely it is going to be a one-year deal where he knows the defense. He knows that, hey, if I just stay here, we're going to be in big games by the end of the year. So I cannot really showcase and highlight myself. Why not do that?
1: Yeah, unless I think the Dolphins wouldn't put money into him with the secondary they have. The Texans would, but what would be the amount of guaranteed in the length of the contract compared to what he could get in a year? And he's going to play some irrelevant football next year when he could stay in San Francisco and, you know, be a pretty
0: good player on a playoff roster. And really different when you are, (laughs) you know, the starting corner on the number one defense in the league rather than, hey, you know, I'm, you know, the highest paid corner on a Texan team that rebuilding. Yeah. And he doesn't have to get the toughest assignment anymore. For a while, he
1: was the number one corner on our team. And he was getting the toughest time. Now, Mooney Ward is on the other side, and you could kind of take that second guy, and Emmanuel can, you know, find his way back during the season. And hopefully by the end of the year, we see him bounce
0: back to what he was. Yeah. So another injury, reason pre injury, he's looking good, dude. <clears throat> yeah. So I, and I was super pumped to see him matched up uh, with Ward on the other side to really kind of highlight both of their strengths, you know?
1: And not to say that even in the beginning of the season, he will be the starter or opposite him. When you have like Demo Lenore looking good, you have still a Sam Womack, maybe Ambry Thomas steps up. I doubt it. he would get to that level of being the starter, but he was the starter a year ago. So there's going to be some competition for that number two
0: spot with uh, M- Emmanuel Mosley coming off injury. Oh, there's a ton of hungry dudes that just want to see the field. So training camp is going to be super interesting. It's going to be, like, very, very interesting to see how the reps shake out, who's looking better on reps against the first team. So it's it's going to it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Um, let us know who would you guys start at the second corner spot.
1: Manuel Mosley, maybe Diamandor Lenore won you guys over. Maybe the young guy, Sam Womack. Let us know. But we're going to move on to around the league, a former 49ers coach, Robert Sala. He's been pretty vocal about the guy they want to be their quarterback, Derek Carr. I think he said that he
0: could be a Hall of Fame quarterback if he comes to the Jets. Uh, it was reported that uh, they said he was a first ballot Hall of Famer if he comes to the Jets. <laughs> They're really blowing this guy. So I personally don't like the fit. I don't think that it's the the right move for Derek Uh, I think we said it before last week, like he's not a cold weather quarterback. And guess what happens in New York during like, you know, the end of the season starts to get fucking cold. They play outside like he does not do well in it. Look at what happened against that in that Pittsburgh Steelers game on Christmas Eve. They got wrecked and he could not throw the ball accurately. So I would stay away from that. I would go to a like a dome team. I would go to the NFC. Where like, hey, you know what? I can make a playoff run if I'm given the right circumstances. Why not just do that? That seems like the easiest choice. You're already talking to the Saints. Just go to the Saints. Andy Dalton looked good with the Saints. J- uh, Jameis Winston looked good with the Saints. Why not go there? I think an interesting team for Derek
1: Carr would be Carolina. I think they're building something pretty nice over there. You know, the the Jets. It'd be it'd be tough. A lot of a lot of uh, difficult media. The expectations, I feel like I wouldn't be saying all this if I was Robert Sala, because now the expectations are through the roof if Derek Carr goes there. And if they struggle or if they're just a middle of the road team, he is going to get trashed by fans and media. Robert Sala also said Derek Carr has an elite mental makeup in regards to football IQ. If you would get him to a place that can surround him with all the pieces to allow him to just play quarterback 10 to 15 times a game, it'd be pretty cool. So they are really stroking Derek Carr this offseason to win him over and get him over here which I mean I'm not you gotta do it you got he's the best quarterback on the free market yeah but but that being said yeah what they would really want Aaron Rodgers do you think this is all a ploy to convince the Packers that they're willing to go with Derek Carr and not trade for Rodgers to lower
0: the value of aaron Rodgers and trade for him i think aaron Rodgers is already lowering his value to begin with like not committing to hey like i'm gonna play like i just want a fresh start i know i'm gonna play for the next three years if he were just to come out to say like some stuff like that like along those lines but he's constantly like wishy-washy on whether he wants to play or not like i'd be concerned i wouldn't give up you know, three first rounders for Aaron Rodgers for one year. Tell me, like, all right. So before we get to the into the Jets, tell me that's not a fucking Raiders move. To get Aaron Rodgers, they suck for a year and then he fucking retires after they, they give up three first round picks. Like, tell it. me, bro, that's I'd a fucking Raiders move so bad. Like, so I've been listening to uh locked on um the NFL draft and they were saying that they are they really want the raiders to trade and go up to the number 1 pick and get Bryce Young. And I'm like, dude, that makes a lot of fucking sense. But it's the fucking raiders. They're going to probably go with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to give up so much draft capital. They're really going to stake their claim and be like, "Hey, let's put a stamp on this." And they're going to probably suck and Rodgers is going to be out in a year. Like that I'm I'm calling it, that's it. But with that being said, now moving over to the Jets, the Jets would you know kill for Aaron Rodgers. If you want a first ballot hall of famer, that's Aaron Rodgers. That's not Derek Carr, but that's what you have to say to Derek Carr in order to get your foot in the door. We've all done it. We've all kind of fibbed a little bit and said like, "Hey, you know what? I think blah, blah, I'd blah. love this job." Yeah. Thank you. I will. Yep. I'll do it. But it is what it is. He is the best, you know, free agent quarterback so you have to kind of stick your nose in there i don't think the circumstances kind of fit what he does best i don't think it's going to be a great situation for him and it's going to get robert sala fired i mean the
1: best fit like not joking for me is jimmy garoppolo to the jets but they haven't said anything about jim about james garoppolo
0: crickets crickets i mean it does make sense Jimmy has no problem playing in cold weather. He fits what they're trying to do at quarterback because guess what? They Robert Sala came from San Francisco. He brought over young LaFleur from San Francisco. They implemented that offense. I think they're going to kind of stick to that, you know, because they drafted all of these players that fit that style of offense. That's who they, they should be really gunning for. They should be blowing him. And isn't it weird
1: that, Everyone's forgetting they spent the number two pick on Zach Wilson, and they're over here like jerking off a free agent
0: quarterback to get him over to get them to come play. I mean, they already gave up on him. They've already pretty much said he's he's done skis. Like, but what what a miss! Yeah, right. What a historic miss. That should get them fired, but it's not. I think what they do here is going to determine whether they're fired or not. If they have a successful season with Jimmy Garoppolo making not top dollar but just decent money that's a fucking win and that gets you a a re-signed contract you know what i mean for both the gm and the head coach and speaking of the jets quarterbacks uh i forgot
1: what if mike white can make his way over to san francisco as the backup again hate it
0: hate it fucking hate it let's (laughs) give Trey lance some call fucking chad hanny up out of retirement hey we need you to back up Trey Lance. Like, we I'd, rather, need I'd rather give a call to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Bro, nope. Because he
1: wants the job. On two different wavelengths with this yeah. one. But let us know in the comments what you guys think. Go ahead
0: and like, go ahead and subscribe. We're going to be dropping stuff all off season. We appreciate you. Later.